Ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen and ladies, welcome to another week, another episode of the Medicine Ball Podcast. You could have chosen to spend your time anywhere. You rock with me today. Thank you. I never take that lightly. Before we get into it, let my beat drop. Yes, yes, that's right. Welcome to Medicine Ball with your boy LS3 to be exact. And if you ain't in shape, at least your brain should be. Welcome. Ladies and gentlemen to the Medicine Ball Podcast where we focus on giving your brain a six pack by exercising your mind. Now exercising your mind means that you actively think about and deal with all situations by first seeking to do anything other than what you are normally programmed and or comfortable in doing. Now if you're someone who struggles and wants to get better at thinking about things beforehand as opposed to reacting in ways that require less effort, well just like anything you want to get better at, it does require training practice and work now i'm well aware that thinking about things beforehand as opposed to responding off instinct does require effort and who doesn't prefer things that are easy well the first step my friends can be very easy and that's to begin to look at all things from an unbiased point of view which in itself will increase your curiosity in life now exercising your mind won't give you all the answers you will however begin to look at things with more peace understanding and patience while simultaneously equipping yourself with more tools and strategies to help you effectively deal with this thing called life now before we go any further i'm no doctor no psychiatrist no psychologist i have however been diagnosed with bipolar disorder level one for 16 years and to be honest i got to a point in my life where i was looking at the person i was becoming versus the person i wanted to be and that among other things required me to look at my mental health responsibly so whether or not you're diagnosed or know someone who's diagnosed or have symptoms or just want to know more about it it doesn't matter maybe you're one of the many people who could just use some tips tricks and different ideas to help you get through day-to-day life pull up a seat kick up your feet this is your family man welcome home no judgment zone this week episode 405 caveman tactics that's right it's so easy a caveman can do it let's get into it yeah yeah yes yes ladies and gentlemen ladies and gentlemen let me cut that down a little bit welcome to another week another episode of the medicine ball podcast yo before we get into it i'm not gonna kill y'all too much with the intro this week but i think it's important to shout out all of my promoters um whether it be my anchor page or whether it be my Patreon or whether it be my Spotify, I do have people who actually subscribe to the podcast. Um, They donate to me, you know, each and every month in one way or another. And I do not want to like shy away from the fact that y'all do that. I appreciate it. I'm very humbled by it. And that's why I think it's important for me to continue to offer you guys content. So what I think I'm going to do going forward is I'm going to take the time out and I'm going to start like, I'm going to get back to the drawings, right? So if you're somebody, you know, all y'all important, right? But if you're somebody who's taking the time to like subscribe to the content and you're already paying for it, as I'm still building it and offering you guys uh, things, man, whether it be some merchandise, whether it be a shout out, work with me. I am going to make something specialized uh, specialized for you guys because I think it's important to recognize y'all. I appreciate that. I don't take that lightly. Shouts out to all of you all. All right, let's get right into this week's episode. Um, I went back and I realized a lot of my episodes, they're kind of getting long-winded, but I told you guys that um this season was going to have some uh, better content, but I don't want to hold you guys any longer. Let's go ahead and I turned the volume up a little bit. It's probably going to be loud right there, but let's go ahead and get into this week's episode. So I'm probably about to show my age, but I remember anywhere between maybe like fourth and seventh grade, um, 
getting up to go to school, maybe about like seven, seven oh five. And whether it was a bus ride situation or my parents were taking me to school, whatever it was at this uh, time, due to the time that, you know, I was getting up and, you know, my routine, I was able to catch a show that stands out to uh, in my mind to this day. Some of y'all might be familiar with this show. And I feel like a lot of shows around this time, and it might have been most likely because I, I was a kid, but they were real big on kind of showing the world from a child's or a kid's point of view versus the actual reality. And, man, it was a situation, even in retrospect, where it was like, man, these kids were on some psychedelics or their imagination was just huge. So the show I'm talking about, of course, is Bobby's World. For those of you guys who don't know, um, if you know, you know. That's what they say now, right? But big a kid with a big head, and it was it, to me, it was always so fitting that his head was so big because, man, his imagination was huge, man. His imagination was huge. Like, this dude be waking up to brush his teeth, and somehow it's a 30-minute episode about him being in the desert. So Bobby's world. And um, caveman tactics, and the reason that that stuck out is because I want to point out the fact of, like, our imagination. Our imaginations, even as adults, it's a little bit more controlled. But if you think about it, it's more advanced because you're aware of more. Your possibilities have opened up. If you're a kid and your imagination is, you know, I used to have, like, weird stuff. Like, yo, I just want to go to Toys R Us, which isn't even open anymore. But, yo, I just want to go to Toys R Us and buy all the toys, right? When I was young, that was, like, some of the things I would be thinking about versus now where my mind's opened up. Man, I'm trying to own an island somewhere, right? But anyway, uh, our imaginations and our thoughts are very, very powerful. And uh, last season, I had an episode that was entitled uh, Paralysis by Analysis. And it just talked about how, and I believe I gave myself as an example, you know, how overthinking things and not like looking at things from a realistic point of view. And especially me with my diagnosis of bipolar with the anxiety man, if I don't catch myself, then it's real easy for me to talk myself out of a lot of stuff. And that just doesn't even make any sense or get frustrated at stuff that doesn't even really make any sense. And, um, you know, I, I wrote down here in my notes that like one of the examples I gave was just like recording the episode when I was working with, uh, Ariel shouts out to her, right. Um, Go look at my previous episodes. If you don't know who that is, go look at my previous flyers. Shout out to her. But it was just when it was early on. And I'm somebody who's in, like, I feel safe saying I'm in the I'm, I'm, I'm in the music industry, right? I, I'm, I'm familiar with how that operates, especially when it comes to the technical aspect. As knowledgeable and talented as I am with that, I made it so complicated to record her when I could have just literally, and I do have the talent and ability to just let, like, record it from the phone on speakerphone. And go in there and edit it. And man, I stressed out about it. Um, I also used the example of just like uh, when it came to music production, right? Uh, I was pointing out tempo and how I learned after all these years of doing like music production, right? I learned what double time was. And I talked about my hi-hats and my ticks and how it uh, helped me develop my melodies and bass lines and how something so simple I made like so complicated, right? So I always have to throw scripture in there. And um, in the Bible, it says that, like, 
when it comes to God and, you know, his creation of us, we were wonderfully and beautifully made. Think about that. Like, just think about yourselves, right? How they regenerate without you having to tell them. Think about breathing. Think about how the goosebumps come up on your arm and it gets you to rub your arm and it spreads an oil to coat your arm so you're warm, right? Like, I don't know what y'all believe, but that's pretty wonderfully and beautifully made, right? Per the scripture. And with that, the mind is powerful. And just like, simple in the story. I know it may sound crazy or it may sound odd or weird or loony, but like if you don't control your mind or if it's unchecked, it will control you. So I want to piggyback about that and go into, you know, more about caveman tactics, because this is all about simplicity and getting things done. And then I'm going to build from there. All right. When it comes to our goals and our dreams and our aspirations and our ambitiousness, right? I have an acronym, which is ALF, believe it or not. ALF, uh, alien-looking guy from another 80s-ish show that I'm showing my age. But I have an acronym about things that getting our way when it comes to us want to accomplish anything. Man, it could be saving for a car. It could be working on our attitude. It could be spiritual growth. It could be moving forward in the company. It could be getting a promotion. It could be building our business. It could be driving our sales. I just want to give you like whatever you got you trying to work on, right? Alf, these are things that typically stop us from truly being able to accomplish things that, you know, we set our hearts on. Number one, A, arrogance in ourself. Like, I'm not going to harp on it too much, but I'll always talk about it like, Typically, as humans, it's just it's, it's just crazy. And this goes back again. And I'll go into this deeper in another episode. But just like once you like really cut and dry with yourself, strengths, weaknesses, realize you suck at some stuff, you're going to fail at some stuff. I'm telling you, it turns something on. Like if anybody's ever seen X-Men. Um, now, I'm an X-Men kind of nerd. But even if you're not, have you seen any of the movies? Uh, Professor Xavier has something called Cerebro and it allows him to go into this room and put this helmet on and anybody who has the mutant gene, they just glow. So all of that to say when you're when you're more aware of your strength, your weaknesses, your strengths, your triggers and all of that, when you see it in other people, it's just like glaring. You don't even try to judge them or anything. It just really stands out. And a lot of times people I've seen situations where people will tell me like, I don't have no confidence in myself or I'm not a very confident person. Right. But that same person may, I don't know, see something leaking out of the front of their car, not know nothing about cars and be like, oh, that's probably some AC fluid. But they'll tell me they're not confident in themselves. And I'm like, well, you are pretty confident in yourself. You don't want your confidence in yourself to be a vehicle fluid identifier. Right. But, but you got to really like be aware of it. I use myself as an example because I don't never like to come off as like, I, I got to figure out or nothing. No, nah, I'm hardly flawed, right? When it came to the video editing, and I just talked to somebody about this tonight or earlier today, but just like, bro, if you think that you're going to work a job, let alone a job where you're on salary managing people and be a music producer and get in depth with it, like a, a composer, 
and run a podcast that you're editing and engineering yourself and then take on video editing? Yeah, that's arrogance, man. Who you think you is? That's what I was, was telling y'all. I was saying to myself, like, I had to pause me, like, bro, who the hell do you think you are thinking you about to do all of this? A lot of the times our arrogance in ourselves or overconfidence in ourselves is the very first thing that stops us from even taking the path on trying to accomplish and reach some of our goals and dreams and match our ambition, right? So that's A, Alf. L, man. I don't know how else to say it. And it's hard to say. And you got to be found, a, like, have a solid foundation in yourself when you start having these type of discussions because, like, it's human nature to become defensive. And the very first thing somebody's going to do is be like, oh, you think that you're a know-it-all. You think that you're perfect when that might not be the case. But it's a defensive mechanism, right? But L is a lack of accountability. Like, I'm just keeping it real with you. Like, I think I was on Facebook. Matter of fact, I'm going to tell you, right? I was on Facebook. And I want to be very careful with this when I speak about this. But I've thought about it, right? I was on Facebook. And a woman, you know, posted that just like, I don't know what it is. But if you make your own money and you a boss and you got your own business, guys are intimidated about you. And then here come, respectfully, the peanut gallery. Yeah, and then they swear they hate messing with broke chicks. That's not what they said, though. They said something else. But they hate. They swear they hate messing with broke chicks, right? Now, mind you, I ain't about to get into this alpha male thing, this high-value male thing. I ain't about to get into all of that, right? It's just a good and bad, noble, chivalrous, whatever, right? I just, and, 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 and a guy, like, I'm going to give you all two examples of things I saw. And, and another guy said it because it's like you got to be very careful with that because it could look like woman bashing. But I'm just like, bro, respectfully, like, that ain't attractive to a dude. And when I say that's not attractive, we're talking like sexually attractive, bro. I don't know too many dudes who's just like, you know what? You know what turns me on? You know what really lights my fire? A boss chick. With her own money. Man, that just turns me on. Ain't no dude saying that, man. I'm just being real with y'all. Like, it's dope. But when it comes to, like, the caveman tactics of, like, attractiveness to the opposite sex, like, that don't matter. Right? Because chances are, if you're a woman in that position, the type of man that you want, he don't care about that at all. He read, he's, and, and, and then I posted a little jokey joke, right? I was like... Yeah, that's why the broke chicks be swiping no swiping because they have more attractable attributes. I'm going to keep it real with you. They'll be like, but they swear that they don't like boss, uh, broke chicks. I had to keep it real on the post. I was like, yo, we lied. We like broke chicks, right? And you again, you got to be a man, but it's just like we like broke chicks because they may have attributes. I'll tell you what for me, right? Just on a caveman level, not a medicine ball level. If exhibit A is a young woman who's probably like my age, Right, maybe a kid or not, got a successful business, got a decent credit score and and some money, but kind of like because chances are if you're successful, you got to be a little bit more masculine, right? A little bit more rough around the edges, right? And then Exhibit B is this chick who maybe don't have all of that. God forgive me, y'all don't kill me, yo. But maybe has a voluptuous voluptuous body, right? Nice smile, nice lips, pretty eyes, and stuff like that. Caveman tactics. I'm not even going to lie to you. 
Yo, and any dude who don't say that they not at least going to look at this, they lie. I can't lie to you, bro. Like, nine times out of ten, I'm going to go for the quote-unquote broke chick because she offers the more attractable attributes. So then I had to piggyback off of this into a business lesson, right? Like, yo, what business can you sell a product that you like, right? You're selling the product, but you like the product. But you ain't the one buying it, right? So you're selling the product. You don't care what the consumers say about the product. <laughs> I hope I don't lose y'all here. You don't care what the consumers say about the product. They don't buy the product. So instead of being the producer who adjusts, you just trash the consumer for not wanting you. Where does that make sense? And that's what happened in that situation. So piggybacking off of that, then I'm going to leave off of this. Oh, Lord, have mercy, our sisters, man. I saw somebody post this. I just want a man who wants to invest in me in my business and get behind me and don't want nothing back from it but me to be successful. Caveman tactics. Let's just think about this. And, and I say this all the time, right? It's just science. Women use a little bit more emotion over logic more often than men, right? But it's just like, yo, the type of guy who has the disposable income to just invest 20 because the number was like 20 grand or something into your business and not want it back i'll guarantee you they didn't become able to get into that position by making those type of moves it doesn't make sense that's not even a business deal so look you want somebody to support you that's cool but just let's call it what it is you want a sponsor that's what it is it ain't a business move that ain't how business works cave man tactics lack of accountability lack of uh, of understanding and really like looking at things for what they really are i'll use a dude as an example bro if you got three or four baby ba uh, baby mothers and you don't take care of them and you you know dressing way be below your age and making a scammer dope boy money bro who, why do you think that you're gonna get a beyonce or a kelly Rowland? why do you think Nicki minaj would ever even look at you bro it works the same way. So I don't want women to feel like I'm just going at them, but it's a lack of accountability. These are things that stand in our way. Alf, let's get to the F. Fear of failure. Man, fear of failure, like, I can't think of anything that's more, more like, apprehensive or a bigger hurdle because it's a fear of the unknown. You don't even know if you're going to fail. Furthermore, it's not like we for fear of succeeding because of the way we think. When it comes to our goals, dreams, and ambitions, ALF, these three things hinder a lot of us from getting there. We have an arrogance in ourselves, or we're too comfortable in our abilities, which may not be there. We have a lack of accountability of taking responsibility for the things we say or calling things what they are. And we also have a feel of fear of failure. Which in itself doesn't make sense because chances are if, and I said this to someone today, I'll use me as an example again. Say I want to, you know, learn how to flip a pancake in a skillet. I've never done it before. Why the hell, and it goes back to arrogance in ourselves, do I think that I'm going to go downstairs and my first time trying to flip a pancake in a skillet, that pancake is going to end up anywhere but on the floor or outside the pan. That's a false arrogance in myself. And that's the kind of way that we go into a lot of situations. 
even with New Year's resolutions, I'm not really into those because it's fate. If you have the mental capacity to be like, you know what, tomorrow, next week, I'm just going to be on a diet and save my money. Like, bro, that goes back to arrogance. <laughs> it doesn't work. All right. So I want to wrap that up by throwing out an African proverb that I heard that has to do with all of that. Fill of failure, uh, arrogance in ourselves, and a lack of accountability, right? Only when one is lost can one find a way. Listen to that again. Only when you're lost can you find a way. So I want to build on that and go into these caveman tactics. And I'm going to build from the bottom. Hint, hint, notice how I'm going to do this. And I'm going to build up, but I'm not going to go too deep into it. I'm going to leave some more for us to address on a different topic or a different episode, all right? Um, another acronym, HAL, right? H-A-L, HAL. And um, these are some things you can start from the caveman tactic point of view that can help you with some of these adversities, some of these goals, some of these dreams, some of these aspirations you have, right? And what's near... What's neat about these is they kind of like, they fight the ALF, right? They fight the things that are standing in our way with the ALF, right? So uh, the number one is uh, humble, remaining humble. Um, I always, you know, every chance I get, especially when I feel like I'm on a hot streak or I'm doing a lot of things right or I'm in a groove or something like that, like I'm... I, I, I'm quick to be like, yo, God, let me let me chill out. It ain't me, big guy. God is you. The glory goes to you. Let me not trust in my own self. Because even from that aspect, just from a spiritual aspect, if you could do everything yourself, if you could depend on yourself to figure everything else out, why logically would you even look for a higher being or spiritual being? If you have ultimate arrogance or think you got it all figured out, even if it's on a lower level, if you want help, you know, say you want to save money, but if you think you don't have no problem saving money, how can you even obtain any knowledge if you think you have it all? You have to go into every situation super duper 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 humble. And um, these things build on each other because the next one is A, and that is accepting failure, right? Now, I know um, in the first acronym, fear of failure was the third thing, but accepting failure is more aligned with an accountability, um, because accepting failure is kind of like saying that you have room for improvement. You don't know it all. And like, let's just be real. You can't even get better at anything until you first accept that there is room for improvement. If you cannot ultimately accept, yo, I'm not doing it right. I can definitely be doing it better. I can learn. You're not going to be even open to learning. I give you all another African proverb that's on learning that I saw. Um, and it says that wealth, as you use it, you can lose it, right? But when it comes to learning and wisdom, as you use it, you gain more. So that's why even in the Bible, they say wisdom is more valuable than like silver and gold. Wisdom and learning leads to more learning. I mean, it's like, you know, the more you know, the more you realize you don't know. And, of course, there's a balance with it. You shouldn't be trying to become super enlightened or anything, but you want to be knowledgeable enough to, able, to be able to live your life righteously with some type of principles and integrity, all right? So A is uh, accepting your failure. Um, the L in the caveman tactics piggybacks off of that, 
when you're able to accept failure, all that does is allow you to learn quicker, right? I always talk to people with um, effort being relative to time, right? If you put an ultimate effort to accept that you maybe don't know it all and you're able to learn quicker, that means you're able to rebound quicker, um, implement strategies and things from your mistakes to help you overcome it and not fail again and things of that nature, right? So that's how. Now, I want to grow on this a little bit more. In my uh, other episodes, you know, I've even gotten into thermodynamics and reactions and things of that nature. And I want to just use a little bit here, but not too much for those of you guys who may not quite have your brain in a six-pack situation, but maybe still in the peanut gallery. I want to just give you guys a little bit to work on. Um, I talk about this all the time. And the name of the book, go look it up. Find the author yourself. It is called The Twelve week year and I've always known this but it wasn't until I read that book the 12 week year that I realized like how crucial strategies and like tactics and specific actions are taken every day to if you want to put one foot in front of the other and make your way towards something and like listen if you just want to think about it realistically and logically, it sucks, bro, to be like, yo, I want a successful podcast. Well, bro, you're going to have to do something every day, whether you jump in the algorithm, post a hashtag on them days when you're tired, you better go post something on one of your social medias. You better say what's up in your group every day or you're not going to get there. You want to be a famous musician? Well, bro, you might need to watch hours of videos about scales. You might need to understand what the hell a bar is or what the tempo is or what a melody is, what a chord is, what a triad is, or you're not going to make it, right? And I think the thing about me is that I realize, like, wishful thinking ain't enough in any situation, in anything you want to do. If you're trying to accomplish something, if you just think about something you want to accomplish and you're not taking steps, even the people I talk to at my job, right? I love them, right? I'll just throw out some arbitrary numbers so I don't have to put no specifics out there. We might have a goal that's 90%. Somebody might be at 80%. They back is against the wall. You need to get the 90% in a week. And I'll be like, I tell you what. I don't, I, I'm realistic, right? I'm not doubting you, but you're probably not going to get the 90. Now, mind you, I'm knowing in my mind that I've watched this person for probably about three or four months, and I've seen what happens when I implement a corrective versus letting them do it their way. But I know what works, but leading with grace, right? So I might be like, yo, you need to be at 90. That's the goal. You at 80. How about this? You give me a goal that you think is feasible. And these are real facts. And... It's that elf. <laughs> and we get to it ourselves. Well, I'm going to get to 90. I'll be like, well, hold up. <laughs> I love your positivity. I believe in you. But let me ask you this. How are you going to get to 90? I'm just going to try really hard and focus on my numbers. And I'm just like, <sighs> that ain't going to do it. What can you do as soon as we get done talking as soon on your very next call or whatever you got to take a step towards 90. Well, I'm just going to focus on it, right? I ain't going to get too much into it, but it's just like bless their heart when they go about it that way. And I don't like kind of help them to see it. 
I'm just being real. They not going to reach that 90. They not going to reach the goal they set. Because the goal is right. But they don't have the things necessary to get to that goal. I use all kind of stuff. I'll be like, yo, this is Mario. You got to get to that platform over there. Right? If you don't do something right before you get to that platform, you're going to fall into this little ditch with the little flowers that bite, bite on your feety feet. Right? So either you got to hit a mushroom and grow big, or either you got to have the cape on and hit the Y button so you can spin your tail over there. But if you just like, yo, I'm trying to get to that platform, good luck. It's the same in life. 12-week year is a book that helped me because it lets you look at things in quarters almost, which is really what it is, as opposed to this whole year-long thing where you've wasted so much time before you put the pressure on yourself or start taking the proper steps. You start doing it in 12 weeks as opposed to 12 months, which means you're giving yourself more attempts throughout the year to kind of get your groove. So I want to build on those two things because I don't want to lose people right here. And I know I'm about to go way technical because I'm about to jump into some reverse engineering, but the caveman way. Because we have to understand, man, sometimes we overcomplicate things, even with the number. Oh, I'm going to look at my numbers every day and I'm just going to try every hard. How about this? How about if you don't follow the script on, on, on your calls? Why don't you just try following the script? Simple as that. Well, I don't think the script goes together. I mean, caveman tactics. They're asking you to read it. Why are we trying to go invent a double, a, a truck wheel when we just need something that can just roll? Caveman tactics, reverse engineering. And this is to help everyone because I have struggled as a leader in trying to communicate this to people. And I have put a lot of thought into it. And here it is. Caveman, low, low level, right? Reverse engineering is the idea of looking at where you want to be and working your way back from being at that point to where you currently are. Let me give you an example. Easy example, right? Um, I'm going to try to use something that I think everybody's more familiar with. Soccer, right? Football, uh, football, not football, Americana, football, right? Soccer. Uh, say you want to score a goal, right? You want to score a goal. Now, soccer has this big net. Let me show you how reverse engineering works. You're at the other end with the ball, and your end goal is to score a goal. The first thing you need to decide is where in the net you want to place the ball. Do you want to place the ball? And, and you got to use these kind of strategies and details if you want to get there effectively. And this is low level. And it's just necessary or else you're going to fall short. You're going to keep... You may hit your target, but it's going to be luck. And that's possibly the worst thing because then you get even a more false arrogance and something that don't exist. So let's start from the beginning. Where in the goal do you want it to go? It matters. Do you want it upper right-hand corner? Do you want it lower left-hand corner? It gets you to thinking. Because now I would probably think, well, how tall is the goalie? What are his stats jumping to the right? What are his stats jumping to the left? Okay, cool. Jumping to the left, he's not good. I want to score this goal in the upper left corner of the soccer net. Now you backtrack. Where does the soccer need to be ball need to be kicked from in order to land in the upper left corner of that net? Oh, it needs to be kicked from the right hash 10 yards out with my right foot. 
boom, where do I need to be positioned in order to kick the soccer ball from 10 yards out on the right hash? Oh, I need to be, um, you know, um, placed at a proper angle when I'm approaching the ball so that when I kick it, it has the right spin on it. Boom. What defenders are around? What moves do I need to be thinking about to make sure when I'm kicking that ball 10 yards out on the right hash that is going to lead to the upper left-hand corner? It gets you thinking. We already knew and thought that the, the, the goalie doesn't block well to the left. Okay, cool. Now we got some wing defenders. Well, this guy's fast as hell, but I got my guy who's going to come and run interference, so I don't have to worry about him. So I just need to make sure that by the time I reach this 10 yards out to the right hash, that this other defender is nowhere near me to block my goal. What move do I need to make? Y'all see where I'm going with it? This is how reverse engineering and caveman tactics can help us. Let me give you another example. Your credit. Say your credit is like, and I'm just throwing out some arbitrary numbers, but I'm just trying to give you guys some real world, uh, you know, situations before I wrap it up. Say your credit is at like 500, right? Most people will be like, well, I want to get my credit up. That ain't good enough. Everybody want to get their credit up. If you don't know what you get it up to, how you going to know what you need to do to get it there? Or else you're just going to be another year out and your credit going to be the same. Meanwhile, you can get your credit up in three, four months. So I want to get it from a 500 to a 625. Okay, cool. How do you need to get it up to a 625? How many points is that? This is how I be doing people with goals too. Well, it's 125 points. All right, you need to move it by 125 points. What factors in your credit move your credit score the most? Oh, well, the amount of uh, on-time payments versus the amount of usable credit. All right, cool. How many on-time payments do you need to make and what's the way you can make that most efficiently? Maybe auto pay. All right, so you know each month at this time you need to have $50 in there to go to auto pay. Cool. How do I spend my money when I get my check to make sure that once I buy all my stuff? Same thing. Caveman tactics. If you guys go into it using the how, which is humbling yourself, accepting failure, thus allowing you to learn quickly, you can start using some of these reverse engineering tactics to effectively approach your situations, your aspirations, your dreams, and your thought processes to get you there. Even if you want to be a more patient person, how can I be more patient? I'll use me as an example. I know 10 times out of 10 when I wake up Monday through Friday, if my phone, and I'm already thinking ahead because I've started using do not disturb because guess what? And when I put that do not disturb on, I'm going to catch a message from somebody I love on my team at about 7 a.m. talking about their right pinky toe is swollen. Now I'm going to be grumpy and awake, missing my sleep, and I'm not going to respond in the proper way to be effective and keep my positive relationship with that person. I'm already thinking ahead. Do not disturb. Don't even come off till 8, so I know I got it. And I already told y'all what I do. Oh, I caught a text message. Cool. Flip right over. Verse of the day. <laughs> I ain't looking at your text message till I get a guy some praise and realize how blessed I am. So when you say something that might be less than flattering, I'm able to be like, eh, who cares? Give him some love. And ladies and gentlemen, we're going to bring it to an end of our Caveman Tactics episode 405 there. Ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to a close. 
real quick to all of y'all who may be going through something, facing some type of adversity, maybe you don't feel like you have no one to talk to, and somehow um, I'm relatable. I realize that sometimes, man, all you need, all you need is for someone to believe in you. So in case you haven't heard it or in case you just happen not to believe in yourself, you already know, man. I believe in you. Keep your head up. Ladies and gentlemen, continue to push past your adversity. I promise you. I'm like a testament. After every major adversity that I've pushed through and gotten over, on the other side of it is something bigger than what I was previously anticipated, all right? Until next week, yo, tell a friend to tell a friend. Like, subscribe, share, follow, all that good stuff. Medicine Ball LS3 is my social medias. Until next week, I love y'all. Stay up. Yeah, yeah. Thank you.